0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Armchair GMs. I'm Tommy Tellerino. Alongside me today is the one and only Jordan Navarro. Jordan, how are we doing today? I'm doing good, Tommy.
1: How are you, man? We've had a couple days to sit with the draft.
0: Yeah, you know, we're doing all right. Um, Almost finals time here for my school. I know you're done. Congratulations on another year completed.
1: Yeah, a couple weeks till the summer classes start, but life is good
0: right now. It's cool, man. Got the red bottoms on. Life's good, you know. I'm happy. You know, Patriots. Uh, they had a solid draft. Miami Heat has shocked the nation. They got rid of Milwaukee. They're on to they're on to MSG. Uh, we don't talk about the Bruins. Uh, red Sox are turning things around. Life is good. I mean, can't ask for much more. But um. Honestly, we said going in, this could be an entertaining draft. And I don't know about you. I thought the first round, at least, because I think a lot of people just happens or just watch the first round. Not a lot of people watch the rest of the rounds. I thought it was pretty entertaining. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, the the draft started at two. Um, I think everyone knew that. We knew going in who was probably going one. For some reason, it still took them the whole 10 minutes on the clock, but, you know, with the pageantry and all that, it has to happen. But Bryce Young went 101, and then the draft started, and it was extremely entertaining. Um, Our mock drafts were terrible. Yes. um, The worst year I've ever had predicting a draft. It was horrendous, but... That's what makes it fun. You know, you don't want to know who's going. Most of the time, you know, the top two or three picks. And I mean, you see the day of the draft, the odds for who was going number two were crazy. I woke up. It was Will Levis. Middle of the day, it was Will Anderson. Right before the draft, it became heavily C.J. Stroud. So uh, no one knew what was going on.
0: Yeah, and everyone said C.J. Stroud's going to fall because he, he failed a lot of tests. We'll just say that. Um, but honestly, I think, you know, part of the reason why our mock drafts were so bad, we didn't expect so many trades for these picks. You know, we saw Arizona moving out of the top 10, Houston takes the three, and then Arizona moves back into the top 10. So, it was a lot of stuff like that that uh we just didn't plan for. But, uh, like you said, we knew Young was going one, probably. Stroud 2, and then Will Anderson 3, Houston, they get a cornerstone piece for each side of the ball, but they kind of gave up a lot, in my opinion. I'll have you talk a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, um, you know, this episode is dedicated to winners and losers, And I guess, you know, before you really get into, before we get into the meat and potatoes on that subject, while we're still overviewing it, I'll go ahead and get Houston out of the way. I don't love calling them losers because like you said, they got a cornerstone piece on both sides, but I'm a huge Will Anderson fan. I think he's a beast. I think the NFL thinks he's going to be very good. But there's also that you heard the reports, you saw the reports that maybe he's not khalil mack which if he's a 9 to 11 sack guy that's amazing is that worth the third overall pick especially having to trade back into it probably not you need him to be a absolute difference maker and tell me the reason they're losers is because they're such hubris and what they did they traded their own first not the pick from cleveland if this was the pick from cleveland next year they traded because they went from 12 to 3 after they took stroud and to do that they pick swapped. So they gave him the 12. Then they gave them a couple uh other picks. I don't have to the trade. They were like mid-round not, picks. Yeah. yeah, they're like second or thirds or whatever. But they also traded their 24 first. They had two of them. They had one from Cleveland for the Deshaun Watson trade. They didn't trade that pick from Cleveland. They traded their own. And this is a bottom five roster in the NFL. I love D'Amico Ryans. Absolutely adore that man. I think he's going to be one of the best head coaches in the NFL. He'll get his guys to play for him. They didn't have that much talent, though. And I think it's unfair to C.J. Stroud to put that pressure on him to turn in, I mean, I won't say a winning season, but five, six wins immediately. And the thing is, even with five or six wins, Tommy, they could still be picking in the top 12, yeah. top 11. So you're pretty much, its I would say it's a damn near guarantee this is going to be a top 10 pick unless something extreme happens and C.J. Stroud just shows out. Because there's just not that much talent. They didn't take uh, you know, a top flight offensive weapon. They're going in with De- Damian Pierce, Devin Singletary in the backfield, which is a fine backfield, but it's not carrying an offense. An, an average-ish offensive line, probably still a little bit below average. A defense that D'Amico will coach up and they'll play better, but they're not going to be a top 10 unit. I've, I've said on this podcast, I said people are going to be surprised by how well Houston plays on the defensive side of the ball, but they're the defense isn't going to win them games next year. They need another offseason, maybe two, to really get that unit there. So, I this could be a top 3 pick. That's the issue.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I I feel like they made this move thinking they'll probably go like 8 and 9, 9 and 8 on the year, where that's their floor. Where they added, you know, they added talent, I'll say that, but it's not the talent where it's going to transcend them and do a playoff push I feel like this year. Um, you know, the one thing I'm in, in am interested in, you know, Stroud and Mechie. I think that's gonna be a really cool combo um for that group. They added Dalton Schultz, but outside of that, there's really not that many other weapons for Houston. So I think it's just yes. it's a bold move to give up your for your own first round pick.
1: And I think it's it's even bolder for a first-year coaching staff. I mean, all of these yeah. guys, I mean, they have some veteran coaches there, but, you know, Bobby Slovic, he's he's coming from San Fran. He's never been an OC. D'Amico Ryan's never been a head coach. Like, there's a lot of first-time coordinators and coaches on that team, you know, on that staff, which I think this, this staff can be great. But, again, this was a bottom-five roster, probably a bottom-three roster in the NFL when you took it over. And now you've just traded a future pick. When you're you're not close to contending, and you could use that pick to add more weapons for CJ Stroud next year, namely one of those two guys coming out of Ohio State. Martin. I mean, those two receivers coming exactly. Those yeah. two receivers coming out of Ohio State, he has chemistry with them, and they're both going to be very good, and they'll both probably be top ten, top fifteen picks next year. So it's it's just crazy to me that they traded their own pick. I wouldn't be calling this trade a loser and having them because this is why they're losers for me. Just this trade, I think the rest of their draft was okay, but he,
0: I trading their later a, rounds were good. Yeah, yeah,
1: trading a future top three. I mean, I'm going to call it a top three, top five pick next year. Is horrendous. It's horrendous process. It's bad process, and it's going to lead to a
0: bad result. And Houston's had enough bad results. They're looking to. Go the other way. Um, Exactly. I'm just going to go over some of the other picks that happened after it. Number four, Anthony Richardson. Uh, You called this one. Um, They got their guy at quarterback. They're going to develop him. He's probably not going to play at first. Gardner Minshew is probably going to have the reins for a little bit. Uh, Shout out to the Colts GM, though. I don't know if he saw his uh, press conference where uh, he was talking about negative draft stories and just doing it to create – negative draft stock for some of these kids. Um, it was really – I thought it was a good thing for him to say. He was talking yeah. a lot about the C.J. Stroud situation. Uh, Devin Witherspoon to Seattle. Uh, Cardinals trade back into the top ten with uh, Detroit. Detroit gets 12. Cardinals get six. I, there are other things in that trade. I just don't know them off the top of my head. Uh, they get Paris Johnson Jr., Who's probably going to be a cornerstone for that offensive line for a couple of years? Uh, Raiders get Tyree Wilson, and then the big one I this was shocking to me. Um, you were talking about a little bit earlier that draft day, Bijan Robinson eight to the Atlanta Falcons. Now, if you were the Falcons, are you taking um, a running back with that high of a pick? Um,
1: I feel like they've added some veteran pieces on the defense this offseason, and it kind of enabled them to make this pick, which I could see it after they, you know, um, traded for Akuda. I could kind of see where they were headed with this pick. I thought a corner or if Jalen Carter fell um, was going to be the pick, which he did, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, Arthur Smith wants to run the hell out of the football. I mean, De- listen, Desmond Ritter, I'm not going to call him a bust. But what I saw last year, it wasn't great. So if we're going game manager route, there's stack up, load them up. Bijan, Tyler Algier, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Cordell Patterson's still there. Load it up. Give him as many weapons as possible. Arthur Smith's a good offensive coach. He can scheme an offense very well. He, He might scheme a run game, you know, top three run game schemer in the NFL. Desmere doesn't have to do a whole lot. They're going to do a ton of play action, and Bijan John Robinson's going to carry the ball 300 times. So if he can just keep the car on the road, they'll be fine. They might win that division. If he is terrible, you
0: draft a guy next year. Maybe Caleb Williams, depending on how bad maybe he
1: is. Ka- maybe Caleb, Caleb Williams.
0: Um, You know, I, I just feel bad for Kyle Pitts. I want to see him used... So bad. Get him get him schemed in there, please. Uh number nine, I mean, Philly they trade up, right? They trade from nine to ten. Yep. They get Jalen Carter. Um how huge was this for Philly? I mean, we talked about how great this guy or this this kid is as a football player, had some off of field issues. Um, but they just added another big piece to this defense.
1: Well, I think it's a perfect time to talk about Philly being winners. I know yeah. that was a team you're going to talk about, so I'll let you talk about them. But I'll I'll speak on Jalen Carter, difference maker. Like, that's the easiest way. He's a difference maker for the defense, and he's going to be able to learn behind Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox, and he's got some of the you know best guys of their generation teaching him at the next level for probably this first year. If him and Jordan Davis pan out, the interior of that defensive line are is just, just insane.
0: And – You know, they lost some pieces, and they just added them right back, it feels like, with people who can start right away. Um, Howie Roseman loves Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, he gets Carter. He ends up getting uh, Nolan Smith late in the first round. He kind of dropped based off of the injury history. And then they trade for DeAndre Swift. They only give up, I believe, a fourth and a seventh for him. I think that's a good trade for Philly. Um, they they basically reloaded. They took advantage of the Saints trade. They ended up getting Jalen Carter basically out of it. They got another great defensive talent in Nolan Smith. I, Howie Roseman did a good job in this draft.
1: Yeah, and you know picking up Sidney Brown and Kelly Ringo late for that secondary. Um, yeah, I mean they. They're the big winners of the draft. Um, I have them too. Um, I have the Cardinals one just because of the Houston trade. I mean, they could have two top three picks next year. I think they did a phenomenal job uh, moving through this draft. But yeah, Philly, Philly was phenomenal. Howie Roseman again showing that he is in a class of his own right now in terms of GM moves. He's not afraid to make the moves, and he seems to always strike while the iron's hot.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we expected Philly to reload a little bit, but I didn't, for me, I didn't expect them to be having this good of draft talent.
1: Yeah. State. And, you know, Tommy, you talked about the DeAndre Swift trade. Think about this. Yeah. Swift, Penny, Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott are making combined like $2 million less than yeah. Miles Andrews got to go to Carolina. And, you know, DeAndre Swift and Penny might be better runners than Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell, obviously, you know, he's their receiving guy. So, I mean, it's just crazy that they've been able to reload that running back room for that cheap. And they've got all that, you know, talent they just drafted. So, I mean, he's, again, he's a master class of an offseason for Howie
0: Roseman. And then, you know, they trade with Chicago. Chicago, I think they still get their guy that they were looking for. do Wright, um, Tennessee offensive tackle. Uh, amazing job in the SEC this year. Uh it was he had some crazy stats. It Wasn't one of them like he didn't allow a sack for how many weeks? Was it the whole, it wasn't the whole season, but it was like a certain number of weeks he didn't allow a sack. Um Titans take um Peter Ser I am going to butcher the last name. Uh Skaransky. Skaransky, offensive tackle, Northwestern. And then to me, this is the biggest shock in all the draft. Lions trade back for 12, and they get Jameer Gibbs, Alabama running back. Jordan, I don't know about you, but that was the most shocking thing that I witnessed that
1: third yeah. um Yeah. People calling the Lions losers, listen. I think what we saw in the first round was very clear. There wasn't that many elite prospects in this draft class. There wasn't too many blue chippers. And there just wasn't a whole lot of first round grades on guys in general. So positional value kind of went out the window for them. And I think people and I guess I'm, you know, I've I've had a couple of days to think about it, because you know, I'm dynasty player or whatnot. But even from a non fantasy perspective, what I've thought is people think that just because of how they use Swift, they'll use Gibbs the same exact way. Which I'm not saying they won't. Swift was a second round pick from a, you know, previous regimen, like, you know, it it, it wasn't Dan Campbell's pick. This is their guy. They took him at 12. They're going to give him a lot of touches, and he's going to be electric. He's a great offensive weapon. That's what they were looking for. He's a great receiver, and they have no receivers outside of Amon Ra, so they can line him up in the slot. They can do a lot of things to get him out wide, get him in space. I know he's not a great in-between-the-tackles guy, but they have David Montgomery for that. Get him in space and Jared Goff, who you know checks the ball down the most at any quarterback in the NFL, that's perfect for him. And they took Sam Laporta, a great tight end prospect. They have Brock Wright still there, Jameson Williams will come back. So I think all, all together they had a great draft. So I can't call the Lions losers just because they took Gibbs at 12. Yes, it's a head scratcher. You know, they were sitting at six. Why would you not just take Bijan? Because he's an every-down guy. He's probably, the, you know, just as good of a receiver, better runner. He's, you know, he's Bijan Robinson. He's just the best running back prospects in Saquon. So that's why I think people are confused. But if it's their guy at 12 and you don't have a lot of first-round talent in this class, don't have a lot of first-round grades, take who you want. Positional value be damned. You know, if they took him, you know, Tommy, if they took him, they traded back to, like, 22 and took him. People would be like, okay, you know, reach, but whatever. Go get your guy, right? They would have said that. When, in total, they didn't pick bad players. The guys they picked were on everyone's big boards. They were good players. People wanted them. So, who gives a damn if they took a guy at 12 when they couldn't have got him at 22, when the guy they could have got at 22, they took at 46, you know? So... The only pick I didn't like was Jack Campbell. I think that was the only pick they missed on at 18. But I think that's a character pick. And I think they like his football character and what he brings to a team. And they need that at linebacker. So, you know, I just, I think, I don't think that was a good pick, but if they wanted him, go get him.
0: I'm I'm glad you brought that up because um, I think with that pick, I think he'll probably fit in well with Hutchinson. I think, you know, they're just adding to the, defensive line in the rushing. Um, I thought the Brian Branch pick was amazing for them. You know, they need secondary help. They've needed secondary help for years now, it feels like. And, you know, you got Brian Branch and C.J. Gardner-Johnson as your safety duo. That's going to turn a lot of heads, especially in the NFC North, I feel like. Yep. And then um, next pick, uh, Green Bay. Lucas Van Ness, it's another year <laughs> Packers don't pick a first-round receiver for their quarterback, but they did just pay Jordan Love. I believe he's getting like $13.5 million guaranteed this year, which... Uh, next season. They, next they season, dropped the yeah.
1: fifth-year fifth option, gave him less guaranteed than the fifth-year option would have gave him, but gave him incentives to make more than the
0: fifth-year option. So I mean, it's I think that's worth it because you still don't really know what you have with Jordan Love, but if he does hit... You're making him happy. He'll want to resign. And you're not spending way too much, I feel like.
1: Yeah. So they get to it's two years. It's a two year trial period with Jordan Love, pretty much.
0: Yeah. And then Steelers, another winner of the draft, I think. Uh, they trade up with New England. Uh, New England falls to 17. Um, Steelers go to 14. Uh, Broderick Jones, I think that was a great pick for Pittsburgh. You know, they needed protection for Kenny Pickett and why not one of the best linemen in the draft but they're also a winner
1: yeah I mean you you look at that that draft they had and it was clear what their intentions were go back to playing Steelers football baby go listen the Big Ben ain't there no more we ain't throwing the ball 400 times 600 times a season that ain't happening Darnell Washington him and Pat Fryermuth in double tight end sets, two massive human beings standing back-to-back. That's two extra offensive tackles they got on the field. Broderick Jones, who did I compare him to? DeBrickashaw Ferguson, great tackle. He, You know, they need protection there. Joey Porter Jr., they got him in the second round. You know, we everyone and their mama had him going in the first. They got him in the second. Big physical corner. They're going back to playing Steelers football, baby. They want to pound the rock. Najee Harris got a lot of blocking upgrades. And Kenny Pickett's got a lot more protection now. And they just went 9-8, and eight, and he couldn't play football very well. Now he's got some better protection. They brought in some weapons. And he's still got Mike Tomlin. So,
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up the Joey Porter pick. I think this is a good pick just because I think he's great talent, but then you're also putting him with a great cornerback with Patrick Peterson, who he can learn from and who's just going to help him every step of the way. Um, I think Pittsburgh, they did everything right in this draft. They really did. They drafted very well. They got all the needs. And I, th- I honestly think right now they might be second in that division behind Cincinnati. I can see Baltimore dropping to third. But Baltimore also, I think, did have some good moves.
1: Well, I have Lamar winning MVP this season, which I mean, I know this isn't our preseason pick, yeah. but I'll go ahead and let you know he is my pick for MVP. Um, so I don't have them second. I have them third uh, ahead of the Browns, but yeah.
0: <laughs> uh we'll go. We'll go to the Jets. Will McDonald, they draft outside linebacker, and then. Uh, Washington, they take Emmanuel Forbes, which I kind of have, the Jets I kind of have as losers. I don't think there's, you know, they still got Aaron Rodgers basically through this draft. They traded the picks and everything. But I just feel like they kind of, I think they wanted uh, Roderick Jones and they just missed my pick away. I think that was the whole plan once they got Aaron Rodgers. Um, McDonald's going to help a lot on that defense, I feel like. But I think there was just better talent out there at that pick. That was my opinion. I don't,
1: yeah. I feel like they should have taken JSN. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Just take another receiver. I mean, like, at this point, you lean into the offense with Aaron Rodgers, and you might as well get him as many weapons as possible for the year or two that he's here. Um, But they didn't do that. and But, like you said, I don't really think they're losers because they got Aaron Rodgers. They completed what they wanted. They already had a really good roster. Yeah. And Will McDonald is a kind of a developmental piece where he could turn into a really good player. So it makes sense.
0: And then Washington, I, I just have them as losers because I feel like you know they didn't really, they didn't really upgrade at any position. I feel like they declined the fifth year option on Chase Young, which I was kind of like, I get that he was injured for a little bit, but you saw what he can do on the field as a rookie. It's just very puzzling to me. Um, New England, they get Christian Gonzalez. I want a receiver, but I'll take Gonzalez. Uh we said Campbell to Detroit 18. Kansi nineteen to uh Tampa Bay, which him and Vito Vea, that's gonna be a scary interior line. But too bad that's probably the only talent left on the defensive side of the ball come the new season.
1: Yeah, I just I can't I I can't say Tampa's lost because yeah. they were never in a position to filled their needs right yeah had they had a top 10 pick i would have said they lost for not trading up to take a quarterback but at 19 he just didn't there was there was no clear way to improve this roster on the offensive side of the ball to get a quarterback um so taking Cansey, i think was a fine pick i think he'll fit in there but it just it feels like there's no direction with this team. They're gonna go into camp with Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. One of them will win out, unfortunately. Kyle Trask, and they'll go, you know, five and twelve, six and eleven. Yeah, like it won't be. they just eh. It's That's, just there. Eh.
0: Yeah, and like honestly, watching this live, I was like, "Dude, they take Will Levis here?" Because I, was, and then they didn't take. Him. I'm like, "Wow, they must really trust Kyle Trask is gonna take over and do good." Or they trust Baker Mayfield, which hasn't worked out the past three times a team has trusted. But, I mean, like you said, it's just kind of eh. Seattle, for me, this is another winner of the draft. They they take JSN. Uh, That's a good receiving room now, I feel like. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, and JSN, you know, that's targets for Geno. You got your veteran quarterback. You got uh, Kenneth Walker outside the backfield. I think Seattle's going to be a really good team. And, you know, they take Devin Witherspoon. I The secondary, I think, is going to be really good again this year for Seattle. I think they made all the right moves in this draft.
1: Yeah, I think Seattle had a really solid draft. Um, JSN, he's going to get to learn from Lockett year one, but also operate in a space that he's very comfortable in. He went off when he had Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave on the outsides and he was a slot guy. Lockett and DK can both stretch that field and go get that ball deep. He's perfect to operate underneath. He'll be Geno's kind of security blanket and I expect him to have a really good rookie season and then really break out his second year when he gets to start playing outside some more because they haven't out in Tyler Lockett's contract so I'm assuming he won't be here be in Seattle after the season but secondary they upgraded it. They got another good running back in Zach Charbonnet. He'll work well with Kenneth Walker. They picked up Kenny McIntosh, another running back. He's a really good receiving back. So they're adding weapons around Geno still. They're showing faith in him. And Geno's a huge winner. They didn't draft his replacement. You know, A lot of people thought they might go Hendon Hooker. Will Levis was there at 20. They didn't take him. So faith in Geno Smith, added more weapons, added a great defensive player. What's not to like?
0: I yeah, like you said. I mean, I I'm glad they had trust in Gino because I th- you know he got that contract and I don't think he's going to play like his former self. I think you know last year showed that he's here to stay. And you know Pete Carroll, I think he's done a tremendous job with the team. Last year, I I think we both thought this. I didn't, Seattle wasn't going to do much without Russell Wilson, but they kind of shocked the world. They make the playoffs. Didn't look good in the playoffs uh, for a little while, but it happens. Um, well, I would, I would, I would like to say
1: that before the season started last year, I did say that Geno Smith was pretty accurate in the couple games he played the season before. But I didn't think it would amount to yeah. anything. But I would like to say that I did see Geno's improvement. I saw division. I just didn't think he was going to play that well for a full season.
0: We were. I mean, he did. Uh, he got comeback player of the year. Um, next up 22 chargers, Quentin Johnson. Um, they take another guy for Herbert. Um, number 23. Yeah, this is a run of receivers. So 22, 23, 24, all receivers. Zay flowers to Baltimore, which I think is huge. You know, they signed Lamar. I believe it was either that day or the day before, uh, they get him another weapon. You add him of OBJ. I think, you know, he's able to grow there. You still have Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, likely. And, I, you know, they got some weapons, you know, which is, I think, was important. And then Jordan Addison to Minnesota. I think this is a huge pick for Minnesota because, you know, you have Justin Jefferson, who's amazing talent. But then you have Jordan Addison, who I think can be a really good wide receiver, too, for Minnesota for a while.
1: And he fits perfectly because he's going to get a ton of one-on-ones with Justin Jefferson being the opposite of him. And he's a great route runner, and he's great at getting separation. So that works perfectly with what he's really good at. And I want to touch on the Zay Flowers pick before we speed by it. Todd Munkin gets, guys, the ball. That's He's a specialist at doing that and scheming the offense up. And if Lamar Jackson, who's probably very happy right now, he's sitting on a bag, a couple bags, He's a waiting for bag. the rest. The, Brink, yeah. the Brinks truck hasn't pulled up yet. They're having to take two or three of them to get him his money. Zay Flowers, electric. Electric. Mark Andrews, amazing. Odell, washed, but maybe still got a little juice left. Rashad Bateman, 439 speed. I'd like to remind people it's not an issue of talent with him, it's an issue of health. Isaiah Likely, weapon. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, strong. Independent black men who run the football very well. Todd Munkin gets, guys, the ball. Lamar Jackson is a great passer. He's just never had a good offense. And now he gets all these weapons. Todd Munkin gets to move these pieces around, all these guys that are great at getting yak. Lamar Jackson to the moon. To the moon.
0: MVP. He might be a two-time MVP. Who knows? I mean, I'm I'm rooting for him. You know, I I I like Lamar Jackson, the guy. Just like I like him as a player. You know, he's got he's got good character. Um, twenty. Yeah, we left off at twenty five, right? Yep. On um, Giants, Deontay Banks. Which that day of, I kind of like. Wow, the Giants are. I was like, they might be one of the biggest losers in the first round, just because you know they missed that receiver which I think they desperately needed. But I do like the Deontay Banks pick just because I think, you know, that kind of fits in with uh, the Giants' defense. But also they did lose a couple people in the secondary. I think it'll just add a little bit there. And you get a young guy for five years potentially. But, you know, Joey Porter, I'm kind of shocked he did fall out of the first round. I think that would have been another good pick. Um, they traded with Buffalo, so Buffalo and them flip flopped. Uh, Buffalo took Dalton Kincaid, another target for Josh Allen. You know they they could be running double tight end sets now with uh, Knox and Kincaid. Uh, they added weapons for Buffalo, but they they ended up going and getting linemen in the later rounds. Uh, Dallas takes um, Mozzie Smith. You know they work on the run defense. Kind of shocked they did take a nose tackle here just because I thought there were bigger needs. I thought they could have gone lineman or tight end, but they go tight end the second round. I, lineman's still a bit of an issue. Would you, would you have gone offensive line over the defensive line with this pick, or do you think they did the right thing?
1: Uh, I don't think they could have gone wrong with either pick, but I do like the Mozzie Smith pick because I think he fills a needed defensive tackle that they desperately had. I think the interior of that defensive line has kind of been getting ate up the last couple years, and that's why they haven't been as good against the run as they should be with Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. Um, So I don't think they could have went wrong. I think they filled most of their needs to this draft, so I don't hate the pick. Um, Yeah. Uh, also, Dalton Kincaid to Buffalo was a dream fit. I didn't think he would go there because I didn't think they would use a first-round pick on him, but fantastic fit for Buffalo.
0: Yeah, and you know I was kind of shocked just because they did pay um, Dawson Knox a lot of money. Yeah. But uh, you know, r- running the double tight end sets, it gives a little extra blocking for Josh Allen, which he does need, so that way he doesn't have to run out of the pocket as much. I, um, looking back, I thought it was a good pick. I was kind of like, oh, wow. Tight. I thought they were going to go lineman with the first pick just because that was probably their biggest need. But I think tight end was a good pick as well. Uh, 28, Jacksonville. Uh, they took offensive lineman, tackle, Anton Harrison. And then Bengals 29, Miles Murphy, Clemson. I think this is a great pick by Cincinnati just because I think he can fit in so well for the Bengals. I have them as one of the winners for this draft just because they take Murphy and then they took uh, D.J. Turner, who is one of the fastest corners in this draft. So they added stuff on the defensive side that they lost and needed. I think they did good on both sides.
1: Oh, yeah. It was a clear goal for Bengals, the Bengals draft. Stop Patrick Mahomes. That that was yeah. what they, they had in mind with every pick. And then they add, you know, two guys, Chase Brown and uh, Charlie Jones, Charlie Hustle. We're bringing back that nickname, okay? He is, he's underrated, both of them. Chase Brown is a great running back. I think he'll fit perfectly behind Joe Mixon. I think he brings a lot as a receiver that they're missing. Um, And Charlie Jones, Charlie Hustle, really good receiver out of Purdue. He's not going to, you know, shock you athletically, but... You know smooth athlete i think he'll he'll fit in i think he could end up taking the tyler boyd spot after this season but uh he'll give him a little bit more depth off the bench i think he's a little bit better than um you know steve erwin so
0: <laughs> i mean you're not wrong i you're not wrong uh and then number 30 it was uh the saints which i think we both called this one did we both have the same pick yes we did yep brian breesey um i think another good pick for the saints you know they lost uh A lot of stuff on the defensive side. And I think he just adds right into the interior. Can start day one and make an impact. Nolan Smith, like we said, goes to Philly. Huge pick for him, I think. And then Chiefs rounded out. They get a DN. Felix and Duque Uzama. I think he's a good pick. You know, they needed it after um, a couple people leaving. So I think that was big. One name that fell out of the first round in general was Will Levis. Um, He's projected like top 10, like, all the mocks. I, for a couple
1: days, he was the favorite to go to.
0: Yeah. So. And it, teams were turned off by him, it sounds like, just based off attitude and stuff. But I think Tennessee grabbing him in the second round. They got good value, I think, for it. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Mike Vrabel said he's going to start the season as the uh, the QB3. And... I think they're out on Malik Willis. I mean, I think it's really just coach speak. You don't want to have the guy that's already there, you know. Yeah. I think they're already out on him. I think if they struggle, which more likely than not, they're not going to be amazing. We'll see Will Levis. But I think this the issue with me is the Titans, if their draft strategy is to get Caleb Williams next year, they did a fantastic job. Fantastic. Because they didn't really add any players. That are gonna help them. Will Levis again? Like you said, good value. Yeah, you know, projected top ten guy. But if there's that many issues, and you know, teams like Tampa Bay, if you know, if, uh, even Vegas, teams like that are passing on him. That you know, because NFL teams get QB needy. They're desperate. Tampa Bay needs a quarterback terribly. Yeah. So if Tampa Bay is gonna pass on him at nineteen, that kind of tells me all I need to know. A, about him as a prospect you know so if he hits it'll be great it'll be great value in the second round but you don't really expect anything you know I know Malik Willis was a third round guy but it's kind of a similar pick you know um they didn't really add anybody that's gonna help them win I think they're gonna be mediocre next year I won't say they'll be a terrible team because Mike Ribble's a good coach but I think we will see Will Levis play some games and if he does good, like I said, great. If not, they'll probably be in a position to take a Drake May or uh, or trade up and get a Drake May or a Caleb Williams or something like that. So, guess they accomplished their goal.
0: Yeah, and for me, it's, you know, they get the offensive lineman that they wanted, and, you know, maybe Vrabel will like Will Levison, can coach him up, something like that, I think, with that second pick. So, I, like you said, it's kind of TBD. Um. I think we'll go over a couple of the second round picks just because I believe we both had them going in our first round. Uh, Joey Porter, we talked about. Will Levis, second round. Did you have Sam Laporta going in the first round? No. I, I couldn't didn't, remember. I, I
1: loved that pick. Sam Laporta yeah. to, to Detroit is a great fit. They they just, I mean, I've already talked about it. they just needed yeah. weapons kind of for the intermediate part of the field outside of Amon Ra, and I think he's perfect.
0: And then. Um, Michael Mayer to Vegas. Um, I had him as first round talent. I know you're a big fan of him.
1: You Yikes. happy with
0: you happy with the landing spot? Because I feel like you know Jimmy G, George Kittle had a great connection. Jimmy G, yeah, and I think, Michael Mayer can have a great connection. Well, here's the thing. I think
1: Vegas are all going to be running into each other. Who do they have to stretch the field? I mean, Devontae is great on the boundary. Yeah, but Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't throw outside the boundary. So you've got Myers. Middle of the guy, you know, slot guy. Hunter Renfro, slot guy. Josh Jacobs, he's coming out of the backfield. Michael Mayer, not a burner. He's not going to get vertical. He's more of, you know, a Jason Witten type. Red zone threat as well. Devontae Adams, to get him the ball, you're going to have to put him over the middle of the field because that's where, like, Jimmy likes to throw it. So where's the speed? Where are we stretching the field? Because right now everything's just condensed in the middle. Now, I watch that a lot in San Francisco. Jimmy's great at doing that. But we also had weapons that can go vertical, stretch the field a little bit. And also, we had really good yak guys. Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro, they're okay after the catch. They're not Debo Samuel, you know?
0: Yeah, and, you know, McDaniels worked with Jacoby Myers a lot in New England. I thought he was a slot guy in New England. I think that's where he thrived. But the last couple years, he's been playing outside which kind of shocks me. You know, I think he's built more for a slot guy. Maybe they think he can um, spread the field a little bit. But it's it's a lot of weapons, like you said, but they're all going to be mixed in together. And then I think, you know, we talked about Brian Branch. Was there any other first-round pick that we both – or second-round pick that we both had that ended up falling to the second –
1: uh, we both had Osiris Torrance going okay. in the first. You had him going to Buffalo. I yeah. believe I had him going to Seattle. He actually did go to Buffalo, but it was in the second round.
0: Yeah, and I believe he fell a lot. I ended up, He ended up becoming the 59th pick. Um, did we both have Keon White? I, I had him going to Kansas no, think, City. Yeah. I'm pretty
1: sure I had him uh, out of the first round.
0: Yeah, I think that was it for um, – people that we both had in the first round going later. Um, We talked about some winners and losers. Did we miss any teams specifically?
1: Um, Not really. Um, I would like to say my favorite late pick was Josh Downs. I'm a huge Josh Downs fan, so much so I did have him going in the first round to Buffalo. Um, He goes to the Colts late. I think in the fourth round perfect spot. Listen, they have no one to work underneath. Michael Pittman, kind of the boundary guy, he can go over the middle of the field of course. Alec Pierce, I'm not sold on him as a talent. Um Josh Downs, slot guy, electric. Um also really good at catching contested, you know, passes. I I read the stat. 72% last year contested catch. He led the nation. Couldn't have picked a better spot for him to get routes and get get on the field. I think he's going to be great. I think he'll end up having one of the better careers out of all of these receivers. And I think it's only going to help Anthony Richardson. And I think Chris Ballard did a great job of getting athletes in that on that team. They looked old and sluggish last year. They really upped their athleticism this year with this draft. And I think he he did a fantastic job with the Josh Downs pick.
0: I you know they're building around Anthony Richardson. I. I hope he thrives there in Indy. You know, him and Jonathan Taylor in a backfield, too. Ooh, that, that could be special. But one loser that I want to talk about, you know, they're they probably kind of non existent because I don't think you saw him until the third round. Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, going in, they didn't have their first couple picks. You get that. But I feel like the picks they made, like, you know, they drafted Dorian Thompson Robinson. And He just signed Deshaun Watson to this huge deal. Like, Picks like that, I just didn't think made sense for him Well, um, you see,
1: it's a copycat league, and I, I'm glad you brought up the Browns. I think they are one of the biggest losers in this draft. Like you said, they just they already didn't have a lot of picks because yeah. of the Tron Watson trade, and then they didn't make any really impactful picks for this defense or offense. I do like the Cedric Tillman pick. Uh in the third round but you just draft or you just traded for Elijah Moore you had DPJ I feel like it probably would have been better to just use those 3 go out and get another defender get a you know another offensive lineman for some depth or something maybe even another tight end to play next to David Njoku or running back you know you I, they liked Jerome Ford but are you bringing back Kareem Hunt because if you're not it's going to be on him and Nick Chubb you know that's the only guys you got in the backfield right now So I I think they could have used a better pick in the third. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I like DTR. Um, But like you said, just sign Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson goes down, this team is done for anyway. You're counting on Deshaun to be a top five guy. And it's just a copycat league. I mean, look at how many quarterbacks we had to go in the top five. I know you wanted to talk about him as a winner. I think this is a perfect segue. Copycat league, Stetson Bennett went in the top 150. He went to the Rams in the fourth. That was shocking. That was absolutely shocking. Brock Purdy goes to the Niners, does something. Now, we don't even know if that's a flash in the pan or not. I guess the Niners are kind of betting on it that it's not. But now teams are trying to fall into a quarterback. You know, I don't think we'll ever see a quarterback slip, at least for the next couple years. We probably will never see any quarterback that has any type of talent that could even be molded ever fall undrafted. Three years ago, Stetson Bennett would have been undrafted. I, I mean, you, he's Ian Book. Yeah. and yeah, yeah, and Ian Book went on, like, the seventh. I think Ian Book might have been undrafted. He either went seventh or undrafted. So I don't think we'll ever see that again.
0: Yeah, and, you know, that, that just shocked me just because, you know, Stetson Bennett, I mean, he's already, what, 25 years old? Yeah, and, I mean,
1: he's... <laughs> He's four years away from retirement. Yeah,
0: and you know he had a lot of talent around him in Georgia. I felt like so. I don't think he was making amazing plays. I also personally had Hendon Hooker as a winner in this draft, just because he is older too. But I think, I think there's more of a timeline for him to take over for Jared Goff. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Whereas and, you know he yeah. he has, yes something's there yeah like it, maybe he didn't you know I didn't love the system he came in because it, it's, it's spread offense so you know is it's it's always hard to judge guys who don't ever do three-step dropbacks, backs or really play in a pro style offense Stetson Bennett doesn't have anything I mean I think he's I think he's a fine quarterback but is he Brock Purdy I don't know I don't really think so Hendon Hooker has a good deep ball he's mobile Like you said, he's going to a team that has weapons. If, you know, in two years they can't get a contract known with Jared Goff, he could take over. He'll be 26-27, but, you know, as a bridge guy, maybe that's not bad. He's 26 now. Yeah, maybe that's not bad.
0: Yeah, and I think I had, honestly, AFC South QBs as a winner. I think Stroud, you know, that's a winning situation for him down the line. Anthony Richardson, I think, is a winner. You know, they get the development. Will Levis, TBD. Uh, We don't know exactly what he is. But I think just that division as a whole. I think they, all the quarterbacks are a winner. Uh, besides Ryan Tannehill, though, I think this is. I think Tannehill's out the door soon in Tennessee.
1: I would absolutely agree. I Think this will probably be his last season in yeah. a Titans uniform.
0: Uh, me personally, another loser I had uh, is Jared Goff. Just because, you know, he did look good last year. I, he looked great, but. How much longer is he going to be in Detroit? You just don't know. Um, and the the big winner I feel like is uh you know Lamar Jackson you know he, he won he got his contract he got it he got some receivers. We think
1: hey, like I said, to the moon, to the yeah. moon.
0: <laughs> uh, any other players that you had that were winners or losers?
1: Not really. Um. Low key kind of a sleeper winner is Zach Evans. Um, I know he fell a lot further than people thought he would, including me, going in the sixth round, but he went to the Rams. He fits that one cut style offense they like to run with their running backs, and if he can, you know, get himself healthy, he's a very talented running back. And if there's ever a team to go to to try to prove that, it is the Rams. He, he'll he compete with Cam Akers, I think. Also, another guy's Roshan Johnson going in the fourth round. That Chicago backfield is a mess. Now, it's great for Justin Fields and their offense, but Khalil Herbert and Dante Foreman both kind of the same guy. Roshan Johnson, however, was competing with B. John Robinson. He's a great pass blocker. He's an underrated receiver, and he's really good at running the football very underrated as a running back and his pass blocking is much better than the two incumbents that are on that team right now. He could take over that backfield very early because the way they were talking about him after the draft, that was their guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then you get a, you get young guy in the quarterback room and the running back room. So I think that was a great pick by Chicago. Um, I'm trying to think of anyone else. I don't have any other ones. Uh, any, I don't I, really yeah, either. I don't think we missed any teams, right? No. Yeah. I mean, any? I think that's all we have for today. Anything else you want to add?
1: Shout out to Keishon Butte for even getting drafted, yep. man, because yep. they were killing him pre-draft. I thought he was going undrafted. Yeah, listen.
0: Don't worry. Bill Belichick's got you.
1: He, he, at one point, if you would ask somebody you know, two years ago who would be one of the first wide receivers off the board in this draft class, I would have said Kayshaun He has the talent. Got to get healthy. Got to prove it. But if there's ever a guy to take a shot on in the sixth round, I'm, you know, it's him. Yeah,
0: it's, it's New England too. They love those late exactly. receivers. Exactly. They all thrive. Um, like you said, if he does hit, I think that's perfect for New England because I think their wide receiver room is a little younger with those, you know, yeah, him and Thornton, both young receivers that can both work well, I think. um, Yeah, I mean, I personally want a New England receiver. I would love JSN in a New England jersey, but it is what it is. You know, we can't all get what we want. It's all right. Um, Anything else?
1: No, that, that's it. Jake Jim, Moody, I guess, would be the, the hey, kicker
0: going in the third you, round
1: always.
0: Listen, you gotta steal. Are you you see him at Michigan? I did not. He's got a leg. He's got a leg on Good. him. He, he's gonna, gonna replace to- Robbie Gold, I mean. I I hope so. It is what it is. I mean New England drafted a kicker and a punter. So we'll see how that goes. Hey.
1: Couldn't yeah. be the next Vinitarian Mc- uh McAfee. Who knows? Yeah.
0: You never know. But I believe that's going to do it for us today. Um, probably not going to have an episode next week just because I'm going to have a couple finals and i got to graduate Saturday. So maybe when I get back home, we'll get an episode out. I don't know about you. I'm thinking maybe we talk a little bit of fantasy football. What do you think? Uh, we'll we'll, see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, see. We'll see. We'll see. But that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Hope you guys enjoyed.
1: Peace.